Hello, everyone, and welcome to Aftermath, the podcast for Mathies. I'm Sarah Sun, a Mathie forever, and happy Pi Day, everyone. Happy Pi Day, Sarah. On the other side of this podcast, we have me, Ifaz, a fellow Mathie and a lover of math. In the next 20 to 30 minutes, we're going to try to define what math is and challenge some of the misconceptions about it. And if we're lucky, there will probably be a few debates along the way. A few. We'll see. Ifaz <laughs> <laughs> and I connected more than a decade ago through our mutual love and mutual hatred of mathematics sometimes, our love of Pokemon, and our willingness to go toe-to-toe on just about any issue. I've been doing math seriously since I was five years old, and I ended up getting a degree in mathematics. I've been a coach for the International Math Olympiad, Team Canada, of course, and like Ifaz, I was president of the Pure Math Applied Math Combinatorics and Optimization Club at the University of Waterloo. You also come from a contest background, something that I've never enjoyed. I hate it. Like, what's the whole point? But like Sarah, I also have a degree in math. And in fact, Sarah and I went to school together at the University of Waterloo, and that's where we became friends. But now I've shifted fields a little, and, and I'm doing a PhD in computing science now. Ah, uh, yes. The dark side. They have great cookies. The cookies are really great. But at least we're still both somewhat adjacent to math in our careers. Speaking of, what even is math? Quick, what's the square root of 169? 44. <laughs> I don't know. Like, get out of my face. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. As soon as people realize that you like math, they try to throw you some quick arithmetic thing on the spot. And, oh, that is not what math is. No. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Like, the number of times that I've, like, gone to a restaurant with, like, a whole bunch of mathematicians... And then, like, they couldn't split the bill through their system, and then we had to do it, and, like, everyone's struggling. Like, (laughs) real mathematicians are really bad arithmetic. (laughs) It's so, so true. Like, my argument, though, is, like, why should I be good at this when I literally have a computer? Um, My phone can do this, so, like, why don't I work on other sides of mathematics so we can literally let the computer handle the shitty part? Or the boring part, right? It's it's just so boring. Um, <laughs> like there's use for it. Like I'm not gonna say that you know uh, being good at arithmetic isn't useful or knowing arithmetic isn't useful. I'm not sure I agree with you on that. I've never been in the situation where being able to add faster than somebody else has given me a material edge in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but knowing that one plus one is two is useful. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> be, being faster is not useful necessarily, but you know, knowing that you can add numbers together is useful. Yeah, I guess it's like a bare minimum <laughs> to be a productive member of society. But yeah, but but like being able to add large numbers or take the square root of whatever large number you can think of—that's not what I care about. No. <laughs> so, but then, okay, following that vein, then like. Does math have anything to do with numbers? Yes and no, right? Um, You can get an entire degree in math without ever having used most of the numbers, like 
all the numbers you need are 0, 1, and 2. And even 2 is only useful because if you have a large number, it's useful to divide by 2 to get a smaller number. So we don't actually work with real numbers usually in math, right? Uh, we kind of take numbers as an abstract concept and work with them without looking into the specifics. Uh, some numbers are useful to look at the specifics of, like 0, 1, and 2, but everything else you kind of think of as just a number. You don't think about the specific of that number, right? Okay, but then like, so it sounds like you're talking about functions then. Yes and no. Functions are useful, but they're not all that math is. Um, math to me is more than that. Uh, functions are useful. They're a very nice structure to work with, and you can build functions over lots of things. And so they're interesting, but um, as a general concept, they're very useless, but as more specific contexts, like, oh, uh, I want to look at functions over the numbers, functions over real numbers, um, and whether they are, uh, they're smooth or not, or they're jaggedy, those are very interesting properties of functions that we like to study. But overall, functions are not, as a general concept, like, yes, they exist. Uh, there's not more to say than that. But then you must at least be really good at calculus, right? Because that, that's always the next example of people trying to demonstrate their higher understanding of math. What even is calculus? Yeah. Are people who talk about calculus as the biggest thing ever? Do they even know what it is? Have they even... Like, if you see movies, etc., and they're like, calculus. And I, remember, I have this, like, really good memory of uh, all of us going to watch Source Code. And... Oh... <laughs> At some point, they're talking about something and they mention parabolic calculus. And this entire row of mathematicians in the theater just started laughing. And I think everyone else in the theater was just super confused at why we were laughing at it. I, and maybe the rest could too. She survived, but only inside the source code. None of them can be saved. What, what is the source code? It's uh, quantum mechanics, parabolic calculus. It's, uh, it's, it's very complicated. Try me. It's like... What are they even talking about? <laughs> Most people have no idea what calculus is. So if you're from a science or engineering background, you would know what calculus is. It's the study of derivatives and integrals. And what those are are uh, slopes of functions and area under curves. And those are useful uh, often in uh, science and engineering. But uh, yes, there are lots of mathematicians who spend a lot of their time studying uh, calculus and um, uh, or at least the theory of calculus, etc. and uh, looking at functions, trying to uh, understand them. But there's an even larger portion of mathematicians that don't study calculus at all. Uh, they do not care about calculus in any shape or form. Uh, and even the study of calculus, I think there's a huge difference between uh, the science um, practitioners of calculus and the math and the mathematical people who uh, just study the structure of these functions and uh, areas and slopes. Uh, they don't actually care too too much about the applications. Just you just reminded me too. Is it is it transformers where they're like use the Fourier transform? And I just remember it's like what does that mean? <laughs> like why are you using it to uh, anyways? But um, just kind of building off that. But like it kind of sounds like like is math a science then? No, <laughs> I I would say no, uh, and particularly um. We're not trying to understand how the universe works in math. We don't care. Uh, oh, I disagree. I care. Yes, you do. As a statistician, you would. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Um, statistics, in some sense, is a small part of math. Um, and every branch of math is a very small part of math. You can't generalize about math from like looking at these specific examples. Um, you have to kind of look at all the examples all at once, and then maybe you can say something about math. Okay, that's fair. I feel like like understanding how the universe works, it's like a very physics-y yeah. kind of thing to do, right? And so, but um, I like, let, let's explore, explore this a little bit. You seem to have this hatred for science. Where does that come from? Well, I guess it comes from growing up in a science-heavy family. Both my parents are science professors. I grew up in a university campus like pretty much all my life. And I even have like vivid memories of my dad buying me science books from a street peddler in front of this um, beautiful um, art museum slash art school. Uh, and where did you grow up that you could literally buy books on the street? Like this is this is crazy to me. Like wow. <laughs> so I grew up in Bangladesh. Uh, so and you know a lot of these South Asian countries do have street peddlers and. <laughs> One such street peddler kind is people who sell books. And ours sell popcorn and candy. We also have those. <laughs> we also have those. Anything that people think that they can sell, uh, you can usually find street peddlers for those. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I, I have vivid memories. I still have those chemistry books that my dad bought me. Was, was that an acceptable form of science for you to pursue then? <laughs> yes. So I, I guess a bit of background, uh, both my parents are in chemical fields. So my dad is a biochemist and my mom is a chemist. So um, chemistry, uh, but like, you know, there was physics all around uh, the family as well. Uh, I had access to all sorts of uh, encyclopedias about science, but my parents were completely clueless about math. Uh, they still don't know what math is. and. A part of me feels like, oh, I should try and explain to them what math is. But on the other side, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, I feel like I'll quickly run into this, like, STEM toxicity that we have uh, surrounding math. And I just don't want to deal with that. Like, uh, okay, you do this kind of math, but what's the use of this kind of math? And I just don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> okay, so what does math mean to you? What is math? To me, to me, math is the study of structures. Uh, it's about getting structures to reveal properties of themselves through creative and systematic application of logic. Uh, numbers, functions, etc. that we've talked about already, they are examples of structures, but in mathematics, I think that we just study structures as a general concept and kind of, we try to like revel in the prettiness of these structures. And that's what math is to me. Hmm. Uh, do you find that very unsatisfying, Sarah? I don't know why I just don't, I really don't like the word structures. But for me, so when I was growing up, my mom used, always used to say that math is a language of the universe. And she used to say that it was Einstein that said it, but apparently I've been corrected. And it wasn't Einstein that said this. But regardless, to me, math was always about a way to understand the universe, <laughs> a way to understand how the world works and how things relate to each other and how logic is and to create that into a form that we can understand and compute and, and prove and appreciate and that has all this theory behind it. I just, to me, math is just this incredibly open, creative force for us to understand and we can do so much with it. So at the end of the day, 
I will fall back on math as the language of the universe. So all these quotes that you have about like math being you about the universe or being universal, I fall on the math. Like I would agree that math is a universal language uh, that even if we run into aliens that have like much bigger brains than us, they'll be doing the same kind of math we do because math <laughs> is universal like that. You can't get better than that. And then there's another part of math where like it takes inspiration from the real world, right? Um, you know, we started thinking about numbers from like having two apples together and trying to reason about like, you know, what it means to have one apple and another apple. So there's inspiration from um, uh, the universe, etc., that we have for math. But I feel like math is advanced enough now that we don't need this inspiration anymore. Uh, like it can stand on its own right without relying on the universe. And we can just think of it as things in our mind. That's fair. I mean, the amount of like things that people study that it, it, it takes decades for there to be an application and people study it because they like it for whatever reason. Um, I think one of my other pet peeves, though, is, you know, people don't think of math as a creative thing. So people who do tend to like math or they're trying to carry a conversation with me, I guess I'm just that boring that they can only really talk about Pokemon or math. And so that doesn't leave very many people very many options. But they just kind of assume I've, I've gotten this as well, which is like, I like math because there's only one right answer and there's only one right way of doing things. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I love math for the complete opposite. I just think it is it is astounding what you can do with it. And sometimes the simplest problems, there's so many different ways to come to the same solution and the methods. Some are nicer than others and we can appreciate certain proofs or theory versus others and my favorite part about mathematics is actually this open creative problem solving piece of it and the fact that we can take fascinating problems and you can think about them for hours days weeks years decades of your life in some cases and everyone who does this can come to the same conclusion in completely different ways like I love that I love just being able to think outside the box. And I think this is one thing that I, I would want people to really understand is that, you know, becoming good at math and learning how to do math is a really great way to, to learn how to problem solve. So problem solving is fun, I think, for most people, not to me. Uh, but um, I feel like a lot of the things we study in math doesn't rely on this honing of techniques that we have in problem solving culture. Uh, in problem solving, I feel like you spend decades refining uh, certain techniques and getting good at certain techniques. Uh, but in a lot of math, um, the techniques kind of flow naturally from what you're studying. Uh, so I feel like just focusing on the techniques doesn't capture the full richness of math. But anytime you think of anything, um, it will never kind of capture the full richness of math. And that's what makes it so difficult to explain what math is to people. Right. And I guess like maybe to build on that and maybe to put it in terms that um, that people that non-mathies can relate to more. You know, for example, I think about like geometry, which is like the relationship between 
lines and circles and points and etc. And that looks so different than calculus, I think everyone's favorite advanced math topic to think about, which looks so different than logic, uh, combinatorics and optimization, uh, topology, graph theory. They're just, and there's so many areas of mathematics that I personally hated growing up as well. Um, and especially in university, I actually found that I think I came to the conclusion that I actually didn't like university level math somewhere in university and then was wondering what the hell I was going to do with this math degree. Uh, I feel like there were, to me, even in university topics that I like, um, there were upper limits to how advanced I wanted to go. I feel like for real analysis in particular, for example, I really like the beginning, uh, but then later on when we started doing really advanced things uh, like functional analysis, um, I just, that kind of math just didn't speak to me anymore. And that was a very shocking uh, revelation to me where it's like, oh, I love real analysis. And then it's like, maybe not. And that was very shocking to me where it's like, oh. <laughs> I hated real analysis. And I only started to appreciate real analysis when I started to understand how it became statistics. And <laughs> so, you know, you're very, you're, you're such a, I guess in the terms like, a pure mathematician in that sense, and I'm such an applied mathy, though even that term I think is really misleading. Yeah, um, in math communities, if you said applied math, it would mean uh, uh, science math, right? Yeah. People who do, and that, like th there's interesting mathematical thinking in applied math, but I just am not the PDE and those kind oh, of person. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> So I literally had this misconception that applied math meant literally applying math to business, right? Which turns out to be more of a stats thing. So I just remember taking that first applied math course and just sitting here calculating the rate that water flows through a pipe. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't understand how this is going to get me a job. <laughs> and then I realized I'm like, I can't, I can't be an applied mathematician. This is awful for me. So... Let's focus on the word mathematical thinking, because I feel like we've mentioned it just now. Uh, what is mathematical thinking? Is math anything that applies mathematical thinking? I'm not going to lie. When I think about mathematical thinking, I'm literally just thinking about thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, there's, like, there's no difference, right? I think maybe mathematicians and people who study math and people who like math, like you're, you're, you're taught and you're directed to think in certain ways. Um, and ironically, you're taught to think in ways that allow you to be more open and more creative. And it, it's not just like, this is the way to do things. This is the faster, fastest way to integrate uh, and vice versa. So it's like you can, you can teach the structure around thinking. And to me, that's kind of what how I think about mathematical thinking. Yeah. But you can't use mathematical thinking to define what math is because it's so circular, right? It's like, oh, math is what math is. <laughs> that's not that's not useful in any way or shape or form. So I think we've come to the conclusion that no, we have no idea what math is. No, I, I'd like to refine that a little. I don't think uh, we don't have any idea what math is. It's just that we can't pick one definition of math. It's too many things. It's too many things. So... What can we do? Uh, what should we do? What shouldn't we do when we're trying to discuss math? Uh, well, I, I just don't think there's really one right way to define this. 
Yes. <laughs> but there's a lot of bad ways. Like, math is adding numbers really, really quickly in your head. <laughs> and I think the conclusion we kind of come to between you and I is even, like, math is very personal. And, like, our definitions are based off our experience with it and just how math has kind of influenced us in our lives. And I know that's changed my viewpoint. But I'm really hoping that through Aftermath that we can inspire people to broaden their horizons of what they think math is. And if we're really lucky, some people might even begin to like it. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed Aftermath, the podcast for Mathies. This is just the beginning for us as we explore the life experiences of other Mathies, the stereotypes around mathematics, and the impact on our culture, careers, and society as a whole. Or the other way around. Thanks for listening, everyone. We had a lot of fun uh, with more to come. Uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check out our website at aftermath.ca. That's after-math.ca. And remember to please download it for your listening anytime. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram where aftermathcast, that's after underscore math underscore cast on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Ifaz. And I'm Sarah. See you next time on Aftermath. Several people made this episode of Aftermath happen, with special thanks going to our producers at Podcast.pop and our friend Philip Stinton, who's a principal at hardtowant.com. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating in your podcast app and share it with your friends and family. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you the next time we step into the Aftermath. Aftermath.